1: Hi and welcome to this week's In the Oil Patch. My name's Alvin Bailey alongside your host Kim Bilotto. Kim, big show today. We've got a lot of stuff to cover. Haley Curry's going to be with us a little bit later in the show and I think we're talking about the Eagle Ford Excellence Awards today.
2: Yep, they're back and it's happening again this year.
1: Real quick, tell me why are the Eagle Ford Excellence Awards such a big deal?
2: Well you know Alvin, it's important because oil and gas is, is in our neighborhood, right? It's in our backyard, it's in Eagle Ford, it's in uh, all these different drilling counties, um, from San Antonio on into Corpus and Victoria and Laredo is starting. Mexico is also starting. It's very important that we understand oil and gas, and the good operators and the good companies that are doing things that are kind of outside the box to make sure that they are taking. Every precaution uh, pertaining to oil and gas that they think about, the community that they're living in, they look at the environment. And there are some great operators out there that are inventing different types of technology and really giving a lot back to the community. And what STEER does with these uh, Eagle Ford Excellence Awards is looks for the very best companies and then highlights them and awards them for doing that. This is going on their fourth year, so we're going to talk to Haley a little bit about what they're doing.
1: Yeah, she's going to have some great information about the Eagle Ford Excellence Awards that are coming up. Speaking of people that think outside the box, the new issue of Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine is coming out. Jeff Miller, what a great guy.
2: Well, you know, let's talk about who Jeff Miller is. He is the president of Halliburton currently, and we're really excited to have him on the cover because a lot of uh, people don't really know who these oil and gas uh, folks are at the very top and that are running these companies, providing people great jobs, great paying jobs, tons of jobs. And really helping Texas be as successful as we are with all the oil and gas taxes that are raised through this company. So we're real excited.
1: When can folks see the new issue, Kim?
2: In about two weeks. It should be out. And you'll be able to find it at uh, local places where we carry our magazines, and, of course, online.
1: Well, we've got David Blackman coming up. But before we talk to David, I want to mention real quick, Teak, the Texas Energy Advocates Coalition. Talk about that real quick.
2: Well, you know, we have been signing up members left and right. It's free to join. But what we are gearing up for is um, this year's session to begin, and us go to the Capitol and talk to our elected officials about energy and the importance of it. But we are getting ready to do a Christmas uh, mixer as well in which we'll be sampling some of the new shale wine that we have out um, to celebrate the shale revolution. So for our, for anyone who's listening who might want to join, it's free to join. It's just a, a membership that we do a lot of networking events. I encourage them to go to shellmag.com and click on the teak button and they can join.
1: While you're there, also take a look at the shale mobile app.
2: Yes. Uh, if you have a business out there and you want to go into the directory, Just email us and let us know. We'll add your information in there. It's free to do that. We want to be able to connect businesses to oil and gas folks um, in the Eagle Ford and in Permian Basin. So all they have to do is just let us know.
1: And finally, Kim, next Tuesday is going to be a very, very important day for the future of the country.
2: Go vote.
1: (laughs) Vote your mind, vote your conscience, vote for your candidate. You know, and I'll say, I don't care who you vote for, just get out and vote. I care who you vote for. you know what I mean. Be
2: energy conscious when you vote and think about what is at stake for us here in Texas.
1: Absolutely. Get out and vote on Tuesday if you haven't already. Exactly. And with that, I think it's time to welcome our resident oil and gas expert to the show, David Blackman.
2: Thank you, Alvin. Yes, we have David Blackman back, our resident energy expert, who is with the DB Energy Advisors. David, welcome to the show.
3: Thanks for having me. Happy to be here.
2: You know, David, I really enjoyed a blog that you wrote the other day pertaining to the activity, um, and is the oil and gas over? because many critics are discussing that they believe that oil and gas has seen the last of its better days. And you wrote an excellent article on that. So I want to talk a little bit about what are your findings? What are your thoughts pertaining to oil and gas in Texas? And of course, the shell plays going on throughout North America?
3: Yeah, uh, well, you know, I I was uh, referring to one piece, Energy and Environment Daily, that kind of set me off. But but there's a lot of this kind of chatter in the media right now that oh this boom is different and or this bust is different. And there'll never be another oil boom and the industry's dying. Yada yada yada. Uh, it's nonsense. Uh, you know uh, we see this kind of reporting during every oil bust um, and uh, every oil bust is always going to be the last one and there will never be another boom again. And you know I've been in. 37 years and and uh, this is the fourth one i've been through so uh, there's always another boom.
2: but i just don't understand how someone can say that especially a media source when they don't really check their resources and see that the permian has what over 200 rigs right now and eagle right now, yeah. the the magical number they've got to get to a certain number but there's There's so much resources there that they still have years and years and years of resources underneath the ground. How can anyone (laughs) say that this is over? It's just not true. It's just who would go into business if you're losing money, and the oil and gas companies are waiting for the right time for certain areas to come back and start drilling again.
1: Well, David, you know, they were saying the same thing when we were in a drought three years ago about our lakes. Our lakes are ruined. They're gone forever. They're never going to recover. Two weekends of rainfall, and guess what? The lakes are full. Yeah, every
3: lake in the state is full, right? I mean, except for Buchanan, and it's almost full. And uh, you know, it's it's never the last time, and nothing's ever permanent. And uh, this industry is incredibly innovative, and and uh, changes uh, with conditions, and has done it for 160 years, and. We'll do it for 160 more because that's the kind of industry it is.
2: Couldn't agree with you more. There's just no other resources that are reliable resources except for this type of energy. And it will be this way for another 10, 15, maybe even 20 years. So, yep. but I want to change gears just a little bit. You know, this is the last weekend before uh, the actual elections occur. Many people are still undecided. Many people are still need to vote. And uh, Alvin and I have just been watching all of these things unfold that have just been really very interesting. This has got to be what, Alvin, one of the best, uh, depending on how you look at it, one of the best or one of the worst um, election <laughs> cycles we've well, ever seen It's been one
1: of the most entertaining I'll say that <laughs> yeah. it's been, it has a circus. been entertaining for sure yep
2: Wow to see um, everything unfolding but I, I do want to talk a little bit about how important these candidates are when it comes down to energy and get your opinion on on where are the candidates currently
3: Well I, I you know uh, it, it looks it really looks like Trump is going to end up winning. I have thought since October of last year that would be the case. Um, it's a change election. The, the electorate uh, the majority of the electorate wants change and he's the only change agent running. And I really think it's that simple and uh, yeah, theres there's an awful lot of noise and an awful lot of uh, new stuff happening every day, but there's just this inertia in the electorate in his favor. and you know it, it, it'll probably be pretty close, but uh, at the end, you know as we've seen in Texas, you know, you had polls a month ago showing a three-point race, and now the poll's showing it a 13-point race. Uh, a month ago, he was in five points down Trump. in North Carolina. In, yeah, in favor of Trump. And a month ago, he was five points down in North Carolina, and now he's seven points up. In every state, the polls are moving in that direction. And um, I'm, I just, you know, unless there's some last-minute, uh, sea-changing revelation, uh, it's hard to see how that changes.
1: David, you know, one of the things that scare people off of Trump are, well, one of the things is his, his for, foreign policy uh, position. And can you clear up what you believe is going to be Trump's foreign policy position? Because that that will have an effect on, on oil and gas.
3: You know, I, I, I have to be honest, uh, Hillary Clinton scares me to death where foreign policy is concerned. She uh, has played a major role in this administration getting our soldiers uh involved in six different civil wars in the middle east currently which it's almost no press coverage which is kind of amazing and her hostile rhetoric towards russia every day
2: that is very scary uh,
3: very very concerning to me trump yeah he's a kind of a wild card and you know that that scares me a little bit too uh what i like about him is that he you know he does want, at least, to have a working relationship with Vladimir Putin uh, and the the world's second biggest military power, which I think is kind of comforting, frankly. And uh, where energy is concerned and foreign policy, you know, when you read his energy policy and hear what he says about it, his whole energy policy would be uh, designed to make this country less reliant on oil coming in from the Middle East. All coming in from Russia and other countries that are hostile to U.S. interests, and uh, you know, Mrs. Clinton uh, has pledged to continue the Obama policies, which uh, continue to restrain and constrain U.S. energy production. So, it's it's, um, you know, from if you're in the oil and gas industry, this this ought to be a pretty easy decision who to vote for, but. um, You know, there's an awful lot, and I I fully understand people's concerns about Trump. There's a lot of things to be concerned about with someone who's never held public office. But on the other hand, if if you want anything to really change in Washington, just electing somebody that's been a part of it for the last 30 years is probably not going to accomplish the goal.
2: Right. One quick uh, note, we have another very important uh, voting consideration, which is our Texas Railroad Commissioners. And, you know, uh, Wayne Christian has been a past um, elected official himself. Pretty much, I think, uh, all of the oil and gas associations and anyone else that is associated. With Lucky Land Slots,
4: you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: that can endorse has endorsed him as their candidate. I think that there are major differences between the Texas Railroad Commissioners and who's running. But for us to Please consider that whoever we elect really needs to be somebody that has an understanding of oil and gas and can honestly help the oil and gas industry and the community both together. And so be careful who what candidate you vote for. Be sure to read on both all the candidates and then, of course, place your vote. David, that's all the time we have for today, for this week. We look forward to talking to you again next week. And next week should be very, very exciting because guess what we're talking about? Who won the elections? <laughs> so until well, next time. it over. Thank God. David, thank you very much. We will talk to you next week.
3: Thank you.
1: Thanks again, David. And, and Kim, I'd like to reiterate, you know, get informed, get out, and vote next Tuesday if you've not done so already. It's it's really your duty to get out and cast your vote. And with that, we do need to take a quick break. You're listening to In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey alongside your host, Kim Bilotto, and we've got Haley Curry coming up next on In the Oil Patch. You know, great companies take great care of their employees. Ensure the well-being of your workforce with Baptist Healthy Solutions, your answer to convenient and affordable health care that comes to you. Our mobile health unit delivers on-site, state-of-the-art, comprehensive care that keeps your employees healthy from the day they're hired till the day they retire. From pre-employment screenings to routine immunizations to on-site injury care and more, trust Baptist Healthy Solutions with your workforce health care needs. Healthcare that comes to you call 866-334-2485 again that's 1-866-334-2485 shale oil and gas business magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business so let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. And welcome back to In the Oil Patch. My name's Alvin Bailey, along with your host, Kim Bilotto, and we're broadcasting from the beautiful Shale Studios. Kim, great guest sitting right here with us today. And, and not only is she one of the smartest people I've ever met, but she's also the vice president of STEER. That's the South Texas Energy and Economic Roundtable, Haley Curry.
4: Oh, flattery gets you everywhere.
2: Well, Haley, welcome to the show and welcome back. Thanks. It's been a while since you've been in studio. You guys have been busy doing a lot of things this past year, a lot of great things. I know. And despite the fact that oil prices have been a little depressed, you guys have managed to keep the industry uh, in the news in positive ways, which is a little bit about, you know, what your organization does. So let's talk a little bit about what is y'all's mission? What do you guys do at STEER?
4: I think the answer to our mission is the answer to why we are so busy, even in a downturn, because um, our our mission is to basically be the bridge between industry, the oil and gas industry, and the communities in which we operate. Um, and so at the basic level, it is making sure that people understand what the oil and gas industry is, what we do, how we do it. And how you can be a part of it, whether it's um, through your own industry, doing work with the industry, or whether it's um, educating your students to um, be able to excel at a given trait and know that they could have a job in, in the oil and gas industry upon graduation. Um, or whether it's um, having relationships with the county judges and local officials, just to make sure that those lines of communication are open and make sure that when there is any issue coming up that we are there to, to answer it and to bring the right people to the table.
2: Well, you know, STEER stands for South Texas Energy Economic Roundtable. And so saying that, you know, y'all are just in South Texas, but the importance to me of an organization like STEER is the fact that when there is information that's put out there that typically is not 100% accurate, or as in media, we struggle with where do we go to to get the correct answers, the public is also, it finds themselves in the same position. Absolutely, There's a lot of information that's disseminated on oil and gas that really is not usually all the time factual. It's actually very much incorrect. And the fact that we have an organization that not only wants to work with the community to dispel any uh, erroneous information that might be out there, but also the media, which is important. We don't always get it right. We typically will get it wrong. Mm -hmm. And this is when uh, a steer will come in and say, let me help you get the information you need. Let me help work with the community. but you guys do, uh, tell us a little bit about some of your members. Like, who are the STEER members? Because this is an organization that's kind of closed to the public in, in reference to joining, mm-hmm. but very open in disseminating and working with partners out in the community.
4: So we're a true oil and gas trade association, which would mean we're membership-driven by the industry. Um, we're not a consortium. We are not... Um, any type of group that gets together with stakeholders on the inside, internally in our membership, um, we are driven on the on the operations side of the business. So our board is made up of what we call E.M.P. companies, exploration and production companies, the likes of Marathon Oil, Chesapeake Energy, Anadarko, ConocoPhillips, Stat Oil. Uh, Noble, Intervest, um, all of those larger companies are the ones that we are going to be um, representing on the board level. But then we also have other membership levels that give them either access to different committees or um, access to us and the general information and all of our members. Uh, The four big service companies, Halliburton, Slumberjay, uh, Baker Hughes, Weatherford, and then you've got the ports like Port of Corpus Christi. You've got AEP Texas. You've got Agrico. You've got all of these companies, Cat, that either do business with or are ingrained indirectly with uh, the production that comes out of the Eagle Ford. What makes us different from other oil and gas trade associations is two things. One um, – we do not lobby at the state level, so you won't see us in Austin during the legislature that starts up in January. We are closely affiliated. Uh, we are more... We, If you see us up there, it's usually because we've been called to testify or something like that. We are not registered lobbyists. Uh, we work from the county level down in South Texas, so anything San Antonio and South. Uh, the other thing that makes us different, I think, is that we are a small group. Um, you for the operator side of things it it is it is there are a lot of great operators out there that are doing the right thing that are that are drilling very good wells that are producing wonderfully safe and within regulations and but they don't interact with the community and our companies are ones that go that step where their culture and their business is to be a part of the community that they are working in so that's the extension that these companies go to and that would be the difference between our organization and maybe other organizations is that we're made up of a small knit group of people 18 operators that really look forward to working within the communities have been doing it and do that in the future and your whole territory is south texas but i wonder
2: you know with steer being created when the Eagle Ford shale basically was created. You know, this technology, hydraulic fracturing, that had always been around, but maybe not uh, feasibly uh, utilized uh, by many operators because of the cost. Now the cost have come down. Now they can do it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we saw a lot of different areas that began with shale prior to Eagle Ford, and they had a lot of problems in the community. A lot of negative media came out without really having a good understanding of what was happening. So maybe to say it in a way that maybe a lot of people in media came to a, a bad um, outcome on how oil and gas was being hydraulically fractured and that it was negative instead of it, you know, taking into consideration all the positives it was doing and how it can be done and yet protect the environment. And so... When I look at how STEER was created and how the Eagle Ford really had a lot less issues with the community because there was an organization there to explain and talk properly, of course, along with the Texas Railroad Commission and, and TCEQ, a lot of agencies came together along with your organization to help the people in South Texas understand what was really happening and to make sure that the information was released um, correctly. sure. And help the community understand the environmental worries that they were experiencing. So when we get back from break, I want to talk a little bit about some of the impact that you guys had specifically to that information being disseminated in Eagle Ford and the differences. And you are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Rita Stitch, chairman of the Let's Rodeo Ball Committee. I would like to invite you to the upcoming Let's Rodeo Ball. This fundraising event will benefit the San Antonio Livestock Exposition, Inc. Scholarship Fund and will take place on January 21st, 2017 from 6.30 to 11.30 p.m. at the Joe and Harry Freeman Coliseum in beautiful downtown San Antonio. Our entertainment will be provided by country superstars Gary Allen, Neil McCoy, and up-and-coming country artist Brett Mullen. Tickets and sponsorships are available and include dinner and open bar. So get your tickets now. Please call 210-225-5851 or visit sarodeo.com and click on the Let's Rodeo Ball picture. We hope to see you there.
1: Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that will keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us info at shalemag dot com. Again, that's info at shale s h a l e mag m a g dot com. And welcome back to In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey, alongside your host Kim Bolatto, and we're visiting today with Haley Curry from Steer. And Haley, I want to walk back a few years and, and talk about Steer and and Steer's commitment to education in these communities, and when we saw the, the big oil boom in the Eagle Ford, you guys had a full plate. I want you to think back and talk about some of the biggest impacts that you guys think you've had over the last few years with education and being that conduit between the oil and gas industry and communities.
4: Yeah, I think that there was a lot of lessons learned, um, and I know we throw around that, but um, our industry. Before, you know, the advent of hydraulic fracturing and horizontal drilling paired together, and um, to to get oil and gas out of these shale formations that we've always known is there, you didn't see, you know, the the oil and gas industry in the United States was dying. You know, we didn't know where we were going to get. We were relying on foreign oil. You know, this was this was where we were, and and with these technologies, we were able to unlock this oil and gas that's trapped in these shale formations. Um, so so when you go from not having it in around the United States to it being everywhere around the United States, I think that our industry was so um, focused on getting the technology right and drilling the well um, that that it, we, we kind of hopped on the wagon a little late on education for the most part I would say there's some you know there's some great companies that have been doing that from day one I'm not going to say that but for the most part in the in the external world we weren't explaining ourselves and then when you have jargon like fracking and you know uh, damages and things of that sort that, that really doesn't help <laughs> your plight with external audience who's hearing the word fracking it's just a hard it's a harsh word to hear and it's really easy when you don't have the right information um, to draw to, a conclusion. Yeah, and fear, you know, miseducation breeds fear and fear breeds hatred. And that's, you know, where we found ourselves um, in these other shale plays. So what what we decided to do with STEER was that mainly what we wanted to do is have an organization where these companies could be able to talk to each other across the board about what's going on and how we can do better as a as partners, you know, we had the land grab had already been done, so we weren't really big competitors anymore. Um, and so how can we work together to make a larger impact positively together across the Eagle Ford Shale region instead of. Um, doing these one one shot here, one shot there, one town hall here, one town hall there, how could we be stronger together so that's really um what steer is about, and when it started, it just it was really overnight people were begging for information, and they might have had a landowner meeting or you know the specific things that companies would bring to the region. But, you know, things like ACOG's um, grant funding from TCQ, they they do an emissions inventory for anything, uh, any industry that impacts the San Antonio air quality. And so it's supposed to look at, you know, those indicators. And the first year that that study came out, there was a lot of hysteria around um, the Eagle Ford throwing San Antonio into non-attainment. Um, and the reason for this is all of those giant emissions coming from the Eagle Ford. You know, the Eagle Ford's 26 counties, direct and indirectly. Um, and you know what we ended up finding was that what what wasn't reported that should have been reported is that the Eagle Ford actually only brings anywhere from 1% to 5% of the emissions across the board for the San Antonio MSA. We're nowhere near. We are the lowest industry that um, that – that brings emissions into the San Antonio MSA. And we don't sit there and say, well, get off our back. It's more of, we understand that we are a part of this issue. And so let's talk about how... We are changing the way we do our our operations and the equipment that we use so that we can better protect the emissions in the area. TCEQ added um, an air monitor in Carnes, and, and we've had some really good success looking at that. You can go on TCQ at any time and see what that air monitor is registering. Um, and what people are finding through education and through STEER's involvement with all of these different entities and out in the community and with the media, we're slowly educating them that... You know we're not the problem, but we want to be a part of the solution. True, and I think that as long as we allow these
2: operators to invest their time, money, and resources, um, they are coming up with technology that is far, far more beneficial to the environment than not. And and the United States has always led the way, Haley. In my opinion, on if we develop the technology, then other countries who have, by the way, nothing usually in place in the way of protecting the environment. They learn from us, and they can utilize the resources. So maybe that is our place uh, in the world as far as how do we uh, you know, re- get these resources out of the ground. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about the STEER Awards that are coming up, the Excellence Awards. And you're listening to In the Oil Patch. We will be right back.
1: Hey, oil and gas friends. Alvin Bailey here. You know, every week, Kim and I work really hard to bring you up to speed with what's going on out here in the Texas oil patch. I also want to take just a minute to talk to you about your fleet needs. Whether you have one truck or 1,000 trucks in your fleet, I can help you. Call me when you have a minute and let's talk trucks. Did you know that the k Auto Group offers pickup and delivery right from our service departments? and I'll bring the dealership right to your desk. You don't need to drop what you're doing and come waste hours and hours of your valuable time haggling over pennies. I have a very transparent process with a simple pricing formula that ensures you're always going to get a very competitive price and the very best service available in the industry. So call me today, area code 830-480-3656. Again, 830-480-3656 and let's talk.
2: The Future of the Region South Texas Conference is coming up November 14th and 15th at the UTSA downtown campus in beautiful San Antonio, Texas. This is the premier economic development conference that you don't want to miss. We've got the greatest lineup of speakers ready to give you the latest information and updates for the South Texas region. That include workforce, energy, economic development, border issues, infrastructure, water, safety, transportation, and health. Tickets and sponsorships can be purchased at region stX.org again that's future region stx.org See you there
5: um, AmeriJet's global cargo network is ready to take care of all your shipping needs. with over 40 years of experience in the energy industry we will help drive your excellent performance. Shipping general cargo, oversized, heavy lift, hazardous material, or mission critical cargo? AmeriJet is your full service logistics provider, offering air charter, airport to airport, cross border trucking, and express shipping. AmeriJet will connect your company to over 30 major cities in the U.S. with more than 625 destinations worldwide. We provide global transportation solutions throughout the Americas, Mexico, the Caribbean, Europe, Asia, and the Middle East. Your company will benefit from compliance with the highest safety and environmental standards, 24 7 security and surveillance, and online tracking. Let Amerijet's global team ensure the safe delivery of your cargo. For the best in customer satisfaction, Amerijet Houston is your commercial shipping partner. Call Amerijet at 281-617-2187 or visit us at Amerijet.com. Once again, that's 281-617-2187, or visit us at Amerijet.com.
2: And we're back within the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is Haley Curry, who is the Vice President of External Affairs for an organization named Steer. Now, Haley, before the break, we were talking about y'all's role in disseminating information, specifically in all of South Texas, since there's a lot of drilling going on in South Texas. And rather, it was you guys dealing with helping the community understand about the air quality. There has been uh, water contamination that has also been uh, listed as part of the problem. And, and of course, then we find out there has never been water contamination in a fracked well, that being said, your organization yearly uh, basically wants to look at the good actors within the oil and gas industry. These are, just for uh, uh, clarification or for full disclosure, these are not members of your organization that are allowed to apply for these awards. But you guys seek out companies that are doing really the right thing to help the oil and gas industry be a model, if you will, in how you extract uh resources. So tell us a little bit about what is the STEER Excellence Awards and what is the goal by trying to award the companies for doing well?
4: Sure. It'll be the fourth year for the Eagle Ford Excellence Awards. So we're really excited about that. Um, and it's been amazing to see some of the innovations and technologies and safety records that have um, come in on nominations and to be a little um, more detailed on on that our operators of the steer membership cannot win so and in fact no operator can win period this is for contractors vendors and um, service companies that provide services to our operators Um, and we have three different categories for those companies it's environmental stewardship It's safety performance, and it's social and community investment. Um, And so, you know, for example, safety performance is not just about your safety culture. It is literally the performance in your safety. So you have to send us all of your records on safety, and we put those in front of impartial judges um, that have nothing to do with steer other than they understand the oil and gas industry from those three different perspectives – Um, And they work together to come up with um, the winners each year. And it has been really cool to see how impactful this award has been for the companies themselves. Uh, one of the reasons why we came up with the award is to when we're out and talking to people, we get a lot of, well, you guys are doing it right, but it's those, those contractors that are running all over the road or whatever. So we wanted to be able to showcase those companies that are doing the right thing the right way because it's good business. Because they live in South Texas and they want South Texas to be the best, or just because that's the way they've, you know, were raised. You know that that we I've heard all three of those different reasons why um, these companies have won in their acceptance speeches, and it, it is really a special day to say thank you because our operators really. Um, look to those contractors to provide those innovations in those three key areas um, when they're looking at the contractors that they use and the MSAs that they hand out. So um, it's been very important. We added a couple years ago an impact award that is for nonprofits, educational associations that have done important strides or different programs surrounding workforce education or industry education, Um, And so we really look forward to being able to hand those around out to the nonprofits and associations of the world that are really going above and beyond to help us to um, alleviate that um, workforce gap that we're butting up against. We have um, over 40 submissions this year. So my,
2: my, my, how's it, how it has grown in four years. People want to get that recognition. It's really
4: really been amazing to see um, how the award program has grown and what these companies have brought to the table it really is like the most innovative and technologically sound industry i've ever come in contact with the people the stuff they come up with you know when it comes to flaring when it comes to reusing water when it comes to all of these different thought processes being able to reuse recycle or or uh, clean up things that that were dirtier the year before is always coming up with that edge, and um, it, it's it's always inspiring to see what people come up with because these things that are more expensive today will be what is done on every site tomorrow. You know, not exactly tomorrow, but in tomorrow's industry. Um, so, you know, it's nice to flesh those things out because our industry continues to get cleaner and cleaner and better and safer and more efficient. And uh, that's that's everything that we do every day, all day. That's the name of the game. So um, it's it's fun to be able to, to give a little bit of a spotlight for a day to those companies that work really hard and they don't really have to, to 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 make that difference.
1: Kim and Haley, we want to stay on this topic a little bit longer, but right now we do need to take a quick break. You're listening to In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey alongside your host, Kim Bilotto, visiting with Haley Curry from STEER, and we'll be right back. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that will keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us info at shalemag.com.
2: Teak is the Texas Energy Advocate Coalition, and we hold free business mixers to help businesses grow and network. Is there a fee to join? Not for the next 90 days. It's completely free. So there's no charge to join, no charge to attend mixers, but we do want like-minded individuals to attend who are interested in growing their business and networking.
5: Well, I want to join. Where do I go?
2: You go to shellmag.com slash teak, T-E-A-C, and click the join link. Enter your information and we'll get you set up.
5: So let me write this down. That's S H A L E M A G dot com slash T E A C. Yes. Well, it sounds good. I'll see you at the next mixer.
2: And we're back within the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is Haley Curry, the Vice President of External Affairs for Steer the Organization. Haley, uh, before the break, we were just talking about the operators y'all's commitment to the community. And I guess what, what what I what comes to mind is tell us tell me a little bit about what you see happening uh, in the industry for 2017. Or you know, p- prices have been depressed. Um, there's a lot of speculation going on out there. We see oil rigs are starting to, or we see that the, uh, the, the 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 pricing of oil is starting to looks like stabilize. So, what do you think will be happening here soon in in Texas as far as oil and gas? I think what I think and what
4: I hope um, hopefully are not two different things. I, I I think everything is going to be still volatile. I mean, we're not going to have a sustained price that continues on a trajectory of only up. We're going to have our ups and downs over the next year. But, um, you know, just got to hold on, especially don't forget. I mean, we all seem to forget the end of the year. Our CapEx is done. We're not drilling. You, prices always suppress at the end of the year. And then in January, we're getting our budgets ready. We're getting out there, making our plans, our final decisions on who's going to get what money to do what and where. And so you really see a suppressed price from weather concerns and also that business side of it. Um, but on uh, in general, as a whole there seems to be some pretty substantial sentiment that we've gotten through the rough patch, which is wonderful. And um we're you know, we're not at twenty six. We're hovering anywhere from forty eight to fifty two, which is wonderful for WTI price and um, we, we, we like to see that in the Eagleford. We'd actually love to see it sustain at about 55. Um, if it was up to 60, that would be even better. I'm a part of a small group that meets quarterly in the Eagleford, and um, there's a, a financial advisor that comes down and kind of gives his company's thought process on where. The price point will be, and it always changes, as we've said on this show all the time, quote me today, don't quote me tomorrow, and don't quote me yesterday. So when this airs, I bet you we might have a little bit of a difference, but I think it bears um, discussing because I I think as a whole we're on on the right track. Um, Their analysis puts us – it's a pretty – Nice analysis. I like it. You know, it puts us maybe around 60 towards the end of the year and maybe up to sixty nine seventy by the end of next year, which is great. But we're not going to get there in a straight line. We're going to get there. We're going to have bumps and bruises. We're going to tumble along the road. But um, what I've seen down in the Eagleford, at least, because um, that's the region that I travel in, is um, definitely picked up you know we're we're seeing ConocoPhillips say they're adding more rigs um, to their repertoire in e- the Eagle Ford and we see a sustained increase in the total rig count in the Eagle Ford obviously the permian is explosive which is wonderful because you know they had really just started their lateral programs before the price hit um and and they had to stop that so really what you're seeing in the permian i mean you would have seen a couple years ago if it not were for the you know the price um, suppression for a couple of years, and and they're doing, they're starting these programs that we have perfected in the Eagle Ford. So, you'll see a lot of people who have been in the Eagle Ford for four or five years be moved over to the Permian Basin assets to be able to teach them all the wisdom that they know, because uh, we pretty much know how to churn and burn down here in the Eagle Ford. We've gotten our price per well down. We've gotten our days to drill down. You know, we know our rock. We know what we're doing. It's just really picking the best place to drill for our company and and uh, your lease obligations, looking at that. So I think the future looks pretty good. I mean, it's obviously not going to be at 100, 110, I don't think. Um, I, I, don't, I don't see that happening. But if all goes well with OPEC and we continue to see um, us kind of run through our supply on the U.S. side, And the fact that we are, you know, increasing our unrefined oil exports by eightfold since the beginning of the year and, um, you know, demand, although increasing slower than we originally anticipated, um, it is still increasing. And so as our production starts to wane in the in the United States, because we're pulling through our supply faster, I I think you'll start to see those tail that scale tip a little more. Well, one thing is for sure, uh, the Eagle Ford as well as
2: Permian Basin are going to be around for a very long time. Absolutely. This, this isn't going anywhere. They have uh, deep, rich pockets, and it has allowed us um, the road to energy independence, which, of course, allows us to be way more solvent in the way of um, you know looking at the United States. It's, it's It's in our best interest to be energy independent. Mm-hmm. That being said, what do you see happening for 2017 for STEER? What are you all working on?
4: More of the same. I mean, more miles on the Tahoe and um, more. <laughs> Traveling more through the state of Texas. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's what we do. We, we, it hasn't changed. And however that bears out, that bears out, you know, but um, we're here to to talk to you, anybody and everybody who wants to have a conversation. And so if you would like to talk to us, give us a call, email us. Because at,
2: y'all do things out in the community. You'll mm-hmm. go out and you'll publicly speak. Sure. There's, there's an organization or a company that wants to know about energy. You all will go out and do that, absolutely, and
4: talk to them and help educate them. We we update um, city council meetings. We um, go to chamber. Meet. Any anyone who wants, we have presentations for their gamut. We have education programs for students. Um, we have um, education programs for adults. Um, and and they're actually playing mirror each other because we're all kind of in the same boat, um, learning about the industry. So. It, 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 we we just like to talk about the Eagleford and oil and gas, and we're going to continue to do that all around the region.
2: Well, Haley, it was a pleasure having you come in today. Thanks. I love coming in. Try not to stay gone too long. Make oh, sure wow. you come back in and give us an update when I you promise. get some information maybe on the first of the year of where you guys are heading. Thank ah, you very sure. much for coming into studio. You're
4: welcome. Thanks for having me.
1: Haley, thanks for joining us today. And, Kim, it's always great to have Haley on the show with us. I just wish I could match her energy level.
2: She's like the energized bunny. She just keeps going and going and going and going and going.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know what time it is in the show? It's trivia time. Trivia time. Hey, and if you would like to participate in uh, in the Oil Patch Trivia, you could win yourself a $75 gift certificate to the beautiful and the yummy Palm Restaurant in Houston. All you have to do is be the first correct email to the following email address, radio at shalemag.com. Again, that's radio At shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com, you'll win yourself a $75 gift certificate to the beautiful and the yummy Palm Restaurant in Houston. Again, $75 gift certificate to the Palm Restaurant in Houston.
2: So the question is, what is the event name that Haley Curry discussed that STEER will be hosting in late November?
1: What event did Haley Curry talk about that's upcoming in November. That's the trivia question for today. Again, be the first correct emailer to radio at shale and you'll win yourself a $75 gift certificate to the beautiful and the yummy Palm Restaurant in Houston, Texas. And Kim, that's about going to be a wrap for this week. Be sure and like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash in the oil patch radio show at shale mag on Twitter. And until next week, adios. adios.
0: Plus